We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This morning, I wanted to update New Yorkers on what's been happening over the weekend with the banking sector. We're going to take questions at the end, but the situation is very much still developing, and there may be some questions we're unable to answer. I just want to preface by saying that at the out front. But uh, I wanted to make sure that our public is up to speed on everything that we know and what has transpired over a very tumultuous weekend. I'm joined by Adrian Harris, uh, the Department of Financial Services superintendent, who has done an extraordinary job uh, from the very beginning, but had a chance to see her in action this weekend as we sat together last night down in the offices uh, overlooking Wall Street and realizing that we had reached a turning point in a situation that really was quite volatile up until we received some resolution out of Washington. We'll talk about that in a second. But I want to thank her for drawing on her years of experience working in Washington, working at the Treasury Department, working at the White House, and now being the uh, the top regulator for New York State. So, uh, Superintendent Harris, I want to applaud you once again for everything you are doing on behalf of New Yorkers. Uh, Karen Persichilli Keogh, the Secretary of the Governor, has joined us, as well as Liz Fine, Council of the Governor. These are just a few of the team members who worked tirelessly throughout this weekend. We spent hours on the phone, uh, myself calling the White House, uh, the superintendent speaking to everyone at the Federal Reserve, the Treasury Department, FDIC, and all the financial institutions that were very much concerned about what was transpiring. And also a lot of business leaders. We spoke to you know, business leaders from the partnership. We spoke to the New York Business Council. We spoke to people at Rebney and Abney. And making sure that everyone knew in real time what was going on. So where do we stand? As you know, the New York State Department of Financial Services took possession of a New York chartered bank known as Signature last night. Uh, while that sounds extraordinary, that is what happens in terms of the transition from a temporary hold by the state and it's immediately turned over to the FDIC. The appointment, uh, the department appointed the FDIC to run the day-to-day -day operations. And this all is in the aftermath of what happened, we saw on Friday, unfolding with Silicon Valley Bank out in California. And this had an effect uh, on a bank here in particular, Signature Bank, and the superintendent will explain what happened here. But our view was to make sure that the entire banking community here in New York was stable that we can project calm, that this is a time when we could manage a certain narrow situation and to make sure that that did not get any worse. And that was what our objectives were. So what the Federal Reserve and the FDIC did this weekend was important. They invoke powers that were conferred to them to be create a stopgap situation 
to give out the message to all depositors that their deposits, even mm -hmm. above the $250,000 limit, which is in the law of, with FDIC protections, that those above that would also be protected. And what this did sent a ripple across the states and also the country that deposits would be protected. And that was important for people to hear. And having not just Silicon Valley Bank, but also Signature Bank on the list when these decisions were made in Washington yesterday was what we had really pushed hard for all weekend long to ensure that the same protections afforded the depositors at Silicon Valley Bank would also be afforded to the businesses and the and the families and the small town shops and everyone else who does business at Signature Bank to make sure that they knew they are protected as well. I'm very grateful to the Biden administration for their swift action. We are in communication all weekend long. They understood the need that we had here in New York to ensure that Signature Bank was also on the list of those that received this, this, uh, these additional protections because they saw that a run on a regional bank could pose a great risk to our stability. This was what the level of concern was over the weekend, that people this morning waking up and deciding to take their money out of a bank because of uncertainty could lead others to flee regional banks, and that would create incredible instability in a sector of the banking community that we think is particularly important. And that would have had large ripple effects throughout the economy because these banks do hold deposits from small businesses and consumers including those in the innovation economy, which is critically important to our life cycle here in New York State. Small businesses overall, the lifeblood of our city and our state, and we wanted to make sure that they also, again, had the confidence to know that their, their deposits and their ability to make payroll were protected. So we decided it was important to do whatever we could to protect them uh, from customers of Signature Bank, uh, particularly those who had uninsured deposits to know that they would be protected. So that's what the president reinforced a short time ago. And we want to make sure everyone knows the bank branches are open today. This was even an area that could have been in doubt over the weekend if, again, we were not successful in persuading the federal government to include Signature and all of its customers and its protections. So the banks are open. Everything is fine, calm. Now the FDIC is in charge of the bank, and they'll be communicating any further deals, uh, details about the future. But basically, uh, the management has changed. This was important. This is not a bailout of government taxpayer dollars. This is simply using fees that are uh, assessed on all banks by the FDIC in such a time they would need them. So that money is there. It's not from the taxpayers. But it also now there's new leadership. So this is not uh, continuing the existing leadership that led the bank into the situation it's in. It is bringing a, a new flesh, fresh blood as well as hopefully a, per, a potential acquisition uh, that we'll be working forward as well. Um, this is an unusual circumstance, but the main message I want to deliver is that New Yorkers should have confidence that their money is secure and wherever they've chosen to bank that that is protected. And we wanted to come out here this morning because they deserve that confidence and let them know that they should continue maintaining that level of confidence that the banking industry in our state is strong, it is on solid footing, and the actions taken yesterday by the federal government and quickly implemented by our superintendent will go a long way toward bolstering that. I am grateful to the countless partners we had in the federal government who acted so thoughtfully and responded so quickly. I'm grateful to the men and women of New York, the entrepreneurs who continue to build here, who have faith and confidence in our systems, and the companies who employ so many workers, and all of those who are keeping our state's economy so strong. 
I want them to know, once again, despite the jitters over the weekend, this is Monday, the banks are open, the assets are protected, the deposits are protected, and a lot of that was the result of the work uh, done by our superintendent to make sure that uh, we are looking out for our, our New York family here. So, Superintendent, uh, I'll turn it over to you, and then we'll take a few questions. Good morning. Thank you, Governor. As the Governor noted, yesterday the Department of Financial Services in New York took possession of Signature Bank, a New York State chartered commercial bank, and appointed the FDIC as receiver of the bank. To protect, this action was taken quickly to ensure that depositors were protected, uh, that their money would be there so that business could open today as usual, and that is what's happening today uh, at the bank. To protect the de depositors, um, the federal government has stepped in to ensure that all the uninsured depositors will have their money available, that that money is protected, that small businesses are protected. Uh, and consumers and small businesses will be made whole. There will be no losses to taxpayers. As the governor noted, uh, these deposits will be covered by fees assessed on banks by the FDIC. So this is not a bailout. Uh, equity holders and debt holders of the banks will be wiped out to ensure that all depositors can be protected and that business proceeds as usual this morning. The FDIC will be providing ongoing uh, information on their website and through their helplines but the banks are open and ready for business this morning. Thank you. Uh, any on topic first? Andrew. Governor, what is your confidence level that all of this is now limited to Signature Bank, that there are no other regional banks in New York State that are facing a similar risk right now? What I would say is what happened over the weekend allowed for a level of stability that otherwise would not be there. But that does not mean that our financial services department is not aggressively engaged with all banks that could be viewed as vulnerable and working with them to stabilize them. That's really important to us. So we don't have any evidence that anyone else is in a situation like Signature at this moment. But again, we want to make sure that there's not a ripple effect because of people getting anxious, start withdrawing then that creates instability. But uh, Superintendent, is there anything you want to add to that? No, I think that's absolutely right, that we are watching everything closely after the developments of the weekend. But without the action taken this weekend, uh, we would be much in a much worse place. And Superintendent, just a quick follow-up. Since the first bank, Silicon, was focused largely on venture capital and Signature focused largely on cryptocurrency, are there any regional banks in New York that have that type of investment portfolio that give you concern today? Signature Bank had a broad depositor base, so this idea that it is a, a crypto ba bank is not an accurate one. They bank small businesses they, in all over New York, including vendors at, at Hunts Point and others. Uh, so while what we saw at Signature Bank was a result of some of the, the actions at Silicon Valley Bank that happened earlier last week, uh, this is not about a particular sector in the case of, of Signature Bank, but we moved quickly to make sure depositors were protected. I'll let the uh, superintendent speak about our engagement beginning on Friday when we started seeing signs that she'll describe to you. But uh, Sunday was not our choice. These, this is always preferred to be handled on a Friday. So everything can be put in motion to have a very stable opening on Monday. However, you know, the, the train had already left the track to be able to give assistance to 
SVB Bank, and we wanted to make sure that we included signature based on what the superintendent can tell you she saw at the time. So Sunday was not ideal, but we are so grateful that the policies that were in place that put in motion a meeting of the Federal Reserve, the FDIC, Treasury Department to all come together and receive a certain number of votes. I mean, we're literally counting votes to make sure that there'll be enough to put this over the finish line, which is to allow for this unusual but important step to stabilize an otherwise volatile situation. So again, if we could do it on our own, it would not be on a Sunday. Uh, Friday, preferably, right, <laughs> right, Superintendent? But if you want to talk about some of the the signs that you saw, uh, in, and it truly was in response to what happened at SVB. Uh, this didn't happen in a vacuum. It was what the effect it had on depositors after seeing what was happening at that bank. So, uh, Superintendent. Thank you. Uh, when we saw what was happening at, at SVB, we immediately looked to, to monitor our banks and make sure there wasn't going to be contagion risk. When we identified Signature uh, as being vulnerable due to the outflows we were seeing from them on Friday, we worked very quickly with the federal government uh, to make sure that they could be taken into receivership, but in under the circumstances that we knew depositors would be covered. We didn't want to move uh, to take them into receivership if we weren't sure uh, that depositors would be covered, but thankfully we were able to work closely with the federal government, make sure that all depositors were covered, including the uninsured deposits, and take them into receivership as quickly as possible so that they were ready to open for Monday, and they are. Tell us a little bit about why, um, was there any communication with the bank over the weekend? When did they find out that this was going to happen? We're always in constant communication with all of our regulated entities, including uh, Signature and including over the weekend. And one question, you know, just to follow up on what you talked about earlier, when you start seeing a tremendous number of deposits being withdrawn on a Friday, because of people's ability to do online banking, that trend continued over the weekend as well. So when you see signs that are not good on a Friday, you cannot assume that that's the complete picture of what's going on because people are making also, again, reading social media and getting this sense of anxiety, and all of a sudden there is a major effect. So having this this stop over the weekend was really important as far as the timing to allow the normal process to proceed on Monday morning. did you, I mean, look at each other and say, we have to make this call? I know it came out in the evening, um, but can you tell us a little bit about the scene there? Well, we were sitting at a table literally on phones waiting to hear the outcome of the meeting in Washington. That was the first step. If the answer had been no, uh, it would have been a very different dynamic right now. So that was a grateful moment, but then the superintendent immediately had to take action and she can describe as far as, you know, the temporary uh, acquisition of the bank by New York State as a holding measure, then the FDIC regulators step in. Is that, is that accurate? Absolutely. So uh, we were in touch all weekend long with federal regulators, the, the governor and I speaking with elected officials, business leaders, uh, as she noted, and then together in, in person yesterday afternoon as we were waiting to, to hear the outcomes and what the federal regulators were going to decide to do in, in terms of providing support for uninsured deposits. But we were ready all weekend uh, to, to do what we needed to do no matter what the outcome was in Washington. But we are grateful that it was what it was, and then we took actions accordingly. Mm -hmm. um, Marla, I'm wondering if you could explain how signature 
Chief Bank got caught up in this, and in terms of um, their executives not knowing what was going on, um, is there going to be some sort of an investigation into, you know, how this happened and, and when they knew that things were not looking good? So the regulators, uh, DFS, uh, the federal regulators, are always overseeing the banks, and we were in communication with, with Signature and, and other banks that we were watching all throughout the weekend. Communication was constant. Uh, the management has been removed, so part of the process of my taking over the bank and appointing the FDIC as receiver means the management, the board is removed instantly, and now the day-to-day -day operations are, are run by the FDIC. They will install new management, uh, and then we will look for a, a new owner of the bank. How did, how did Signature get caught in this? As we saw with, with SVB, it was uh, a little bit of panic from depositors who weren't sure that their uninsured deposits were, were going to be safe. Uh, and so we were watching the entire system, regulators around the country, the federal regulators. Uh, a number of, of banks were under everyone's watchful eye. Uh, so Signature, because of the amount of outflows we saw on Friday, we knew uh, we were going to have to take action over the weekend so that they could open on Monday. Can I throw one more? Morgan, go ahead. Last question. Uh, just an off-topic for you, Governor, here. Um, just hoping you can comment on the situation happening at Madison Square Garden with the liquor license um, possibly being revoked. Just hoping you can comment on what you've been seeing there. Uh, certainly, but uh, since there's litigation involved, I'll turn it over to our council. Is fine. Thank you. That is a matter that's being handled by the State Liquor Authority. They are in charge of enforcing the alcohol and beverage control law, and it is a regulatory matter, and it's also the subject of litigation. So at this point, I don't think we are going to be able to comment on the matter. All right. Thanks, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.